All right, well, that's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we end this. Every, yeah, no, I was the, like, I was like, I was like, I was like, that's such a yeah. nice ending. Yeah. The, end of, the end of every podcast is an awkward <laughs> oh, silence, and then we just go, all right, bye. <laughs> Yo, I hate small talk for the bye. I can't do it. Like, I, so I'll, be, I'll be talking to somebody at a, at a gallery over there and just be like, all right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Ready Go. I am Anthony, and I'm here with Jana. Today, we have a very special guest. Um, he is one of my favorite painters. Between his work and his personality and just who he is, uh, I love his work. I love what he's doing. I met him. Uh, I think you were still in Colombia at the time. I think you were like just finishing. It was like the middle of pandemic. And I saw your stuff, and we were, like, messaging back and forth a little bit. And you were one of the few artists that I just, like, loved your work. I respected your work. And you were in New York. I don't, I'm not, like, plugged into the scene. Like, I just do my own thing. So I was like, cool, he's in New York. Let's, like, I want to see if he wants to meet up. So we met up. Awesome. Like, we just spent hours together at your studio. And then I was leaving, and then we hung outside for hours. And it was awesome. It was so cool. I, like learned a lot about you and just like your thoughts on art as a career and everything. So yeah, really excited to have you on. Love your work. And one of the few painters I know that could do 17 backflips in a row. So we'll get into, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into all that. But what I want to welcome to the podcast, the great, the knowledgeable, the awesome Kahari Turner. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was actually in the, it was like the first year that COVID happened and people didn't know if it was serious or not. And you like came to my half studio bedroom because the school was like, well, you can't stay here. And so I had to go home. But yeah, we talked for so long. It was like, it was, yeah, it was such a crazy thing going on at that time. But no, yeah. I know. You. Yeah, you're Thanks welcome. No, me. it was like, it was a different world back then. Oh my God. I was glad it was crazy. I was glad that you were open to me coming up and oh we just God. like, yeah, hung out in your weird little like you had like a bed with paintings yeah. under it and yeah, plants dude. everywhere <laughs> and like paintings everywhere. Yeah. And then I was leaving and you were like, yeah, I'll, I'll like come outside with you. And then we ended up just like sitting on the stoop for like another hour or something like just yeah. like bullshitting. So yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I love meeting other artists who are just into like talking about their career and what they think of art and creativity and the whole thing. So it was really cool. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, I feel like you have so much going on. I love following you because you're always up to something. Yeah. At least uh, I try. No, I, I mean, you do a good job. So why don't you tell us about something that you have going on right now that you're excited about? You're, you're always doing so much. So yeah. What are you up to? Uh, a lot, a lot. Uh, well, well, let me introduce myself. Cause I don't know if everybody knows even what I, what I make. Um, everybody knows you don't no, be so humble no, everybody knows no, no, no i know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, all right intru I, introduce <laughs> introduce yourself i just feel like i know you like i know your stuff so well that i just I know, think everybody know. knows and it, it's but... so yeah it's so interesting for instance to like have a conversation because you've seen it but anyway yeah. so for the people who don't know uh i do primarily painting uh, i use ocean water lake water and river water from different historical locations uh, that connect to either my own personal history or black history in one way or another. And so you get like water from the first place slave ships came to the United States, rivers that Harriet Tubman used, 
um, water from the Atlantic Ocean and from Senegal and West Africa. Like there's all these different types of waters that are happening in the in the work, and I collect all of them, or at least most of them. The ones overseas I haven't collected. Somebody else brought that to me, but I'm gonna start collecting water from overseas. Well, but yeah, so like, and it's a mix of figuration and abstraction, utilizing elements of water in terms of how I build on the subject matter, and so like you get these nose and lips and then sometimes hands and different party parts or things that I find interesting, um, like do rags and whatnot. And then sometimes it falls into silhouetted figures. So there's a lot of plants. I use, uh, African mahogany, uh, veneer. I use sand. And so this next stuff that I'm working on is all a build on from the last stuff. So I started off with just like nose lips and then like, abstraction and i was like okay cool and then i could keep doing that and then i've always been talking about water i grew up in the midwest and next to lake michigan so water was super prevalent because i like woke up and lake michigan was like there if i took a slight drive so water was always in the picture but i never thought about it too much uh and then in june like literally right i can like a month or two after you came to my studio i started using water in my work um, cause I had, there was, you know, that was that point in COVID where they were like, Hey, it's summer. It's hot out. COVID doesn't, COVID, COVID doesn't work in heat. <laughs> so you let up the restrictions and I went to California and then they were like, actually it's still working. Come, come, come back home. Like heat don't kill it. So <laughs> come back. Well, that's, yeah, I think, that, I think that's around the point where everybody was drinking bleach to try to get oh, rid oh of my, it. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> My God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bleach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, uh, so that that's the work now. Uh, that was the work that I or what I've been doing and what I've been working on. But now this like new set of work is a whole nother level to that. And it's just because I've been going around and like having shows uh, overseas, and then uh, went to Venice last year and saw the Biennale, and I was in you know all these different locations, and I've been going to a bunch of museum shows, and I was like. Is my work really on this level yet? Like, is my work really here? Like, and if it's not there, how do I get it there? And so I've been thinking about it and working towards, you know, essentially in my head, what could be the next evolution of work and, and put myself into a space where, you know, it, it's a story now. Like, you don't just get the pictures or you don't just get the painting. You get a whole thing. So I'm working on trying to create a play right now. I'm working on, you know, the same kind of stuff that I've been working on. Like, the images aren't going to change much. There's going to be different iterations of the images. But the way that I've been thinking about it is, like, before I was just painting with water. And I was like, I'm not really talking about water, though. So, like, these new works and, like, the abstract stuff and the stuff you saw on my Instagram is me thinking about, like, water as an element while I also am painting with water. So, like, uh, looking at below the surface of water, you know, not following a silhouette anymore in a lot of different paintings, even though I still do that. But like, I'll, I'm trying to give it so many variations that if somebody's like, oh, I want a Kahari Turner piece, people are like, w which one? Or like, what what kind? Because, you know, you're not going to get the same one. Like, Yo, do you, you mean his abstraction? Or do you mean like his, this work? Or you mean like the silhouette work? And so I want to have so many different variations in my work because I don't want to, you know, put myself in a box. But I also want to be able to just make so many different things. And because I'm working with water 
and that water has its own look, like I can, I know that I can do whatever I want because nobody can replicate that unless they like steal my whole thing and then somebody's gonna pop up and be like no 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 (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean that's the first thing that kind of drew me to your work is like the way that you were using figures like you you would pick and choose certain features of the face or the body uh and then to leave out certain features is is really i mean to me that's something that's really powerful like to choose the right things to show and then the absence of certain features and then the pose and then your strokes like it just creates so much energy and that's something that i think about a lot like you want a piece to look like it's alive on your wall so yeah the, that was the first thing that drew me to your stuff was like the poses you were choosing and the features you were showing and then the features you were leaving out like it it, it just creates so much energy that i love and then yeah i noticed when you started using water and water does take on its own movement yeah. as well so that's another like big energy creator i feel like which i love yeah, no, when I was first doing it, when you first came, I had like a whole bunch of different ideas. But in my head, I was like, sooner or later, I'm going to run out of stuff that I find interesting in terms of like how far I can put like a black and white abstraction. And when the water happened, I was like, oh, this is changing the whole thing. Like I can do this for the rest of my life because uh, I can go to locations. I can get different water. I can di- see different textures. And the water does something completely different than I thought it would at first. Like I thought it would work like just like regular old watercolors and maybe like blend the paint. And then when I saw that because of the salt that uh, and the density of the water because of the salt water, like change the material, then I was uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I got to figure this out. And it's going to take me forever to figure figure this thing out. And I'm excited because then that means now a part of my art practice is traveling. Like I can now say, like, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, uh, Australia. I'm going to Zanzibar. I'm going to, you know, the, <laughs> the Dead Sea. And they're like, oh, you're taking a vacation. No, this is for my <laughs> no, work. <I'm> yeah. <laughs> I'm going all also, over now. Also a good way for business write-offs uh, for plane tickets. I love it. Smart hey, man. It, it is always a bit. Hey, if the IRS are listening, this is all true. This is all true. Yeah, yeah that's why I've, I've, tried, I've, I've tried to incorporate a lot of uh, lobster dinners and steak oh, yeah. dinners into oh, my work. You know? I usually invite another artist. This is a meeting. This is a meeting. There's a meeting, yeah. Yeah, this is a meeting. Yeah. Do you plan your paintings or do you, because it looks like you start with a sketch. Do you plan that ahead or you just kind of go with the flow? So it's a bit of a mix. So if I have something in mind in terms of like a silhouette that I'm interested in or a face that I'm, you know, putting together with a couple of different faces or something that I'm just thinking up and I'm like, okay, I want to do something like that. Um, So for something like this, there was like a plan for the direction of where the faces were going to go and like where the hands were going to go. But then everything else was just free. So with the water um, and the way that it works is I ha- I have to put it on. I, you know, I just throw it on kind of Jackson Pollock style. And then once it kind of starts drying, I have to just leave. And so I don't really know what my pieces look like until I come the next morning and they're dry. So a lot of the work is really just me, you know, throwing up a prayer and then coming into the studio and hoping that, you know, the stuff that I added worked out and looks good and then going from there. So a lot of the work is slightly planned and then not planned. So like stuff where, you know, there's a happy accident where maybe there's a part of the painting that dried really interestingly. 
Um, I'll go around completely or like these new works I'm doing, I'm doing like really free drawings into them. So they're like mm. just really drawn out. So like uh, in, in this painting here, the yellow is where I, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put skin tones here. Um, just so that if mm. the black goes over a certain section that I can still see where they, the, the figure that I wanted to goes at. But again, if anything just happens in the middle of the painting, I just kind of go with it. Usually people ask, you know, how long does a painting take? Or like, when do you know if a painting is finished? And in my head, or at least how I've been doing it for the past couple of years, is the painting will let me know when it's done. Mm -hmm. It'll mm -hmm. it'll say, you know, you'll get to a point where there's nothing you should or shouldn't add. Or I mean, you should mm -hmm. or, yeah, you should or shouldn't add. Um, it'll just be done. And you won't have to do anything to it. it that's it. Uh, and with me kind of working with the water in one way or another, the water helps out a lot because if I get to a point where I start not showing the water as like a, a huge component of the work, then it becomes an unsuccessful piece um, because that's, you know, that's like the soul of the painting in a way. Like I think about it as a soul because the whole reason I started using all this water is because I was like, there's so much history in the Atlantic Ocean. There's people who've died in that water. There's people who, you know, so many lives that have transported and gone across, not even just, you know, uh, uh, enslaved people, but just like journeys, period. Like so much history that happens in the, in the Atlantic, just as in the Atlantic, even though I got water from the Pacific and different uh, other oceans. But like, you know, just thinking about just that place. So I'm thinking I want to capture what's in that water put it on canvas, use the ink. The ink follows the water until it dries. So you get this history of actually what's happening to the water on the surface in ink in the same way that, you know, like if somebody wrote down their name on this journey from one place to another, then like that is a staple that they existed in that space. And so ink is now like a signifier of the existence of the water that I'm using while I'm also talking about history. So it's like a compound history. So a lot of that it's just like, okay, if I can make this the subject and I can put this in a body and then bring it back to the fact that everybody is essentially like 60 plus percent water and like we're all more water than we are anything else, um, then that's like how I kind of flow with the work where I was just like, ah, okay, I'll mess around here. This looks good. I'm going to add something here. This looks good. I'm going to add something here. Uh, and then, yeah, go from there. Yeah, actually, that's something that's interesting, something you just said. And I've been thinking a lot more about this, uh, the idea of like happy accidents yeah. and how important that is for you, because I know for me, I think I realized this a while ago and I actually opened up the way that I work to to invite more opportunities for happy accidents, because those are always I mean, sometimes they're horrible, but oh, yeah. a lot of times <laughs> it's awesome. Like it's something so unexpected that you would never actually do on your own. Um yeah, tell me, talk to me more about the importance of that for you. Like, is that something that you deliberately try to do with the water, or is that something you notice and you just like push that farther? Yeah, it's a, it's both. So I kind of threw on the water because I knew that it would do something, um, mm -hmm. but then also I knew that there was a lot of opportunities for me to kind of let a piece be made while I'm not even around. So like mm -hmm. uh, the, the the great part about work and even the work that I make is that once I leave the studio, the work is still happening. So even when I'm asleep, mm -hmm. art is being made. Um, but the point, the, the whole thing was like you can only control water for so much. Like I can't say like, oh, I want the water to swirl up right here. Like I could try as much as I possibly could. 
but you know if the ground is slightly lean just one direction that changes the whole mm -hmm. thing if the wind blows in a room that changes the whole thing if i breathe too hard on the piece or something drops on it that changes the whole thing so it's it's definitely a, a letting go process you can't expect anything you just you know throw in your kind of presence and then the water does whatever it wants um, and doing this process too, I like learned so much about water and cause you know, as, as a kid stuff didn't make sense. Like why did rivers, you know, wind instead of just going like straight lines and for doing all of this stuff, I, you know, you learn that water takes whatever is easiest. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. if it looks hard, if it's easy for water, then it'll go that way. And so until, a, you know, if those winding rivers ever get to a point where they connect, okay, well then the water will go straight because it'll be easier. But if the ground is set up where it has to start turning, the water will just turn. Um, <laughs> it does not care. It, 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 water doesn't care about anything at all. It does exactly what it wants to do. And if it's a hurricane, well, I'm sorry about your house. This is, <laughs> we're coming through. It's like... But it's so beautiful, but it's also so terrifying. Like, people yeah, are yeah. afraid of the middle of the ocean. And I've never been, but I feel like I might be, you know? The, the, yeah, it sounds pretty scary you know, out there. <laughs> Considering what's in that water? Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, even as far as using it for paint, it could be scary because, like, sometimes it works out perfectly and it's like this yeah. unexpected thing. And then yeah. sometimes it goes in a direction that you do not want it to go to and it could oh, ruin yeah. A whole, a whole painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's very natural to get even inspired, and then you, you are gonna have its own, your own take on it anyway. Because water, like in any element, you, the story behind it has already such a personal meaning, and water mm -hmm. in itself has so much memory. Yeah. And it continuously recycles and just builds on that memory, and it's older than everything. <laughs> yeah. And it's just there's something powerful about that. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I guess to the, the the point was like water is a very scary thing in nature, but then when you're using a lot of it in paintings, because like you could leave the painting and you're like, oh, I love what this thing is doing. Like I love how it's dripping, and then you come the next morning and it's dripped in a completely opposite way, and it's just like ruins the whole thing. Or you have to learn to like work around it, you know, and like maybe push it in a way that that works for your painting. Does that happen to you a lot, or are you like? pretty familiar with the way that it's going to move now so you you've learned some techniques to like make it do a little bit more what you want it to do um i actually kind of just let go all the way through after i got to a point mm. where i was like oh i can't control this because you know there's mm. been a bunch of times where i started it and was like oh this is starting to look really good here and then left and came back and something else was there um i've gotten to the point where i'm just like you know what let's figure this out let's go with it and even with these new paintings you know a lot of the times i paint yellow underneath to figure out where i'm gonna put the skin tones on these new paintings if there's a really interesting part where the water just goes right over that yellow and it's like flowing in between where i imagine i was gonna paint i just painted around it um mm -hmm. yeah because i i don't think that you know the control is a part of the painting anymore as much as I need it to be. And the control comes back in with me painting the skin and then deciding where I'm going to paint it. But then also, like, I do a lot of charcoal and drawing on top of the artwork. So then I bring that back in. So I let the water just go loose and ramp it. Wherever it wants to go, it goes. And then I come in and we kind of negotiate, essentially, 
what what's the painting going to look like and then you know again the painting tells me when it's finished um Mm-hmm. So no, I I got to a point where I just had to give it up, yeah. and if I can work with it, I'm gonna work with it. If it wants to be like, oh, I'm gonna start a show, I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna just go <laughs> around this part because uh, I can't do nothing with it. It looks too cool, or or I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. or like it has too much, you know, too much presence. So I was just like, all right, I'm going around it. Yeah, no, I had to, yeah, I had to give it up after like the yeah. first couple. Yeah, which I think is an important lesson for painting and also yeah. in life in general. It's like yeah. you can't force things to be something that it's not. Like you eventually have to learn to just kind of go with the flow. And like if it's taking you somewhere, you have to follow it and yeah. just do what like feels good. And I think that comes along with experience too. Like eventually oh, yeah. you just learn like you can't push a painting in a direction. It's mm. just you, you kind of follow it. And then like you were saying before, you kind of just get this sense of like, oh, this is close to being done like you just intuitively know when something's done you know yeah yeah yeah. well it was it was like before when i first started i just wanted to do like portraiture painting so it was literally like i would see a picture and i would paint that picture and even when i would do that like usually you would think like if you're painting a picture that looks like a picture that like once you finish the last part of the picture then it's done like oh mm. it, all right that painting looks just like that picture so it's, it's finished mm. <laughs> but you can still even overwork you know a painting like that and once oh, i was yeah. overworking mm. portraiture paintings i was like this is not what i i don't know what this is anymore what am i doing with the space behind this portrait yeah. and what do i do with these people or how do i stop overworking these paintings because it'll be something cool and then you end up painting over it in all black because you're like oh i messed up um yeah so no i yeah i learned right away soon soon that i was i needed to just kind of let the painting happen and then you know never try to push it to anywhere because usually when i pushed it it always just i ruined something that was like yeah. really interesting at the beginning of the painting yeah yeah um yeah why don't we pull up the painting that you sent us that you're are you is this something that the picture that you sent us is that something that you're currently working on now or that's something that you've already finished uh that one i just finished it's with this new idea of these kind of abstract pieces that i've been working on Mm -hmm. um where it's starting to really feel like more water is in the imagery and and not just like the you know, the water that I put in for the figures, like the actual imagery is starting to feel and look like, you know, water in one way or another. Um, and what I'm working on actually isn't any of this stuff. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> uh, what I'm working on now, I am still in the studio making and it's stained glass. Um, Cause I'm going back to uh, this relationship I used to have with, with religion and specifically churches and stained glass windows in churches. And I did a lot of stained glass work in undergrad and I've done some kind of collage type works before. So right now what I'm doing is I did this one work in Philadelphia where I did a stained glass window behind this figure that I had created where it was like two bodies on top of each other. And then there was a stained glass window behind it. I did it for a Philly show. Sorry. Are you, painting stained glass or like actual stained glass it's actual stained glass so i did a painting and it was painted stained glass and i really liked how that looked and i was like you know what i can do this with real stained glass 
And so I'm 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 mixing stained glass seashells because when I went to Miami, I, I ran into a bunch of places with all these seashells and just like sea life. So it's stained glass seashells and then kind of the painted wood that I'm doing right now. So I'm mixing all of these different things. And uh, it's really out there in terms of what potential it has. Um, I still don't know exactly what it's going to look like. I'm working on it right now. So it could That's be. That's the fun part. Right. It could be fantastic. <laughs> in my yeah. head, I'm like, this is going to be great. <laughs> but it could be horrible. It's going to be tragic. It could be awful. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing it already. I'm already. It's already a bought canvas for it. I'm like, I'm going in all, all the way. You're in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah too late. So I'm I'm in the studio right now, testing, cutting out glass, cutting out all this stuff, you know, doing all these different uh, tests of it, seeing like if I can do grout or should I do grout? Should I do like acrylic paint? Because I want to add back in sand and stuff. So that's what I'm working on right now is stained glass kind of mosaic pieces. Um, and then like a mix of different elements to it because I was talking about me doing a play earlier and the whole play idea was that I was thinking about making a story out of all these people that I make. And so I was, you know, the whole idea at the beginning of it was that, you know, different souls that died in water came to one central location and like created a community. And so that idea brought forth another idea in terms of if I wanted to make this a real story, then what would it be? And so I imagined it being like one of the people that came into the community or the community will tell people like, don't go close to the surface. Like it's a bad area. Don't go over there. Uh, it's it's awful. And, you know, people never go towards the surface. They're like, oh, it's dangerous up there. And then one boy decides he's going to go to the surface. And because he was so close to the surface on a sunny day, he evaporates and then becomes a part of the sky. And then as he, like, enters a cloud, he has a story about the clouds. He goes towards land and then becomes rain and then, like, gets introduced to stuff that happens in in history. So like it's his journey back as a as water towards mm-hmm. the ocean. So like he, he yeah, becomes a cloud, goes into rivers, goes into lakes, and then finally finds his way back to the ocean after, you know, experiencing and being a part of everyday life or, you know, seeing these different things that people were interested in and then bringing that back to the ocean and then telling a story. And so like these new artifacts or things that I'm making are, you know, remnants of his journey through the United States um, and then getting back into the ocean. So I was thinking, like, what would I want to bring? And I'm like, oh, churches have the most amazing stained glass. Like, I, that would be fire to see as, like, a person made out of water to see, like, sand turn into glass and then that glass having, like, a tent to it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm taking all that. I so, love that. Yeah, so I was like, okay, stained glass, seashells, because obviously, you know, he's he a part of the sea, so... Uh, and then adding all the stuff that I kind of do with my paintings into this, so I was like, okay, this is the this is the theme, and then that's what I'm going with so far. Wow, that's so powerful. Yeah, it also makes me think of because water, kind of like speaking of religion, like the Trinity, because mm-hmm. water has three takes on three forms. It can be a vapor, a liquid, and a solid, and ice. So it kind of really brings back the whole man. That's powerful. Thank you. Is this something that you think of like is is this things that you think of while you're working and it came together and you want to tell it as like a collective story or is this like something that you've thought outside of painting like just separate as a separate art form? Uh I it's a little bit of both. 
so in my head, I knew that the story part was going to be a thing. So then I had to think about like, what kind of story am I going to tell? What am I, what, what's the whole point of telling the story? Because, you know, moving from one spectrum of art to another is always up in the air. Like sometimes you know, you can do it and it's fantastic. And some people are like, you might you should have done this at the beginning or it can be awful. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. stick oh, to the absolutely. stick to that thing you're with. <laughs> yeah, go back to paint. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you should never travel. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so no, and I know this is gonna take me forever to do. So I'm now just like putting them into paintings right now because I'm doing paintings. So I'm like, mm. as I'm building the paintings, I'm trying to make the story even more. So before it was kind of something mm. I did on the outside, and now as I'm painting, I'm like, okay. How do I You're like keep more make... conscious of yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I'm way yeah, more conscious yeah. of it because uh, I'm like, okay, I know this is gonna take me a long time. I know this is gonna take me a lot of research. I'm probably gonna have to get a bunch of people who are actually experts or who have studied this to be able to help me. Because if I try to do this by myself, it's it might look trashy. So <laughs> it might not though. I mean, it might not. I'm a trashy yeah, it might stuff, not. But it, you know, if if I if I wanted to go good, it would be best to ask people who've done stuff like this before. Um, possibly, yeah. I'm gonna push back on that a yeah. little bit, and I'm gonna say possibly because <laughs> oh, okay, listen to this idea. I used I think when I was younger, I would see like musicians that would start to paint, or like actors that would start to form a band, and mm. you're like, what are you doing, guy? Like stick to <laughs> stick to your thing. You're you're an actor. You're not you're not a sculptor. But then if you think about it a different way, like artists are just people who have a story to tell or they mm. have something that they want to express and get out there. And it doesn't always matter which medium they're getting it out in, you know, like their first thing might have been acting or music or painting. But I feel like as an artist, if you have a certain taste level, I mm. think it's all about taste level and yeah. a story to tell. Yeah. So I think if you have the correct story to tell and a certain taste level. I actually don't think it matters which medium you go into. No, I no, think no, no. either way, if you're being authentic and if you're just like getting out what your soul wants to get out, I think you're going to do it. And I think it's going to be awesome. And it doesn't matter if it takes a long time. I think that's the fun part about it, like a new yeah. exciting thing to like re-energize your brain. And I'm sure I'm sure that new energy goes into your paintings. I'm sure it goes into like every relationship you have in your life. Like it's such a good thing for an artist to be excited about like a new thing. I think that's yeah. so important for us. Well, that's you know? why I think uh, it's the and collaboration that. Cause so uh, there's an artist who, whose name is Joyce Scott. She works with beads and stuff like that. And she did a talk in my school. And the thing that she mm -hmm. ended up doing was she went to one of the best glass, I think factories or glass kiln type places and I, I believe it was Italy or somewhere over there and told them that she Italians. wanted to do a, Those Italians hey, know how to do glass. I'll tell you she what. She was like, hey, I want to do this with glass. And they were like, you can't do that. She was like, why not? Like, go and, fuck yourself. <laughs> but they were like, shoot, we'll try it. And after the stuff that they made, they were like, we didn't know we could do this with glass. I love that. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, oh, like, I'm going to be able to bring uh, bring the 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 ideas and the thought process to maybe push something that may not have ever mm -hmm. been a thing mm -hmm. and then to see what they can give me on the other end of it because you know she can't you know roll and do the hand process of making the glass but she can say like this is what Put i want in idea. glass yeah and then and for them to be like well we, we can try to make it and um 
So that's what I think it is. I, you know, I don't think uh, of the the process as being bad. I think if I was to get a camera and be like, I'm gonna record this, not knowing how cameras work, then it would be bad. Okay, all yeah, right, because yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that yeah. that was gonna be my pushback. Because I feel like no, 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 no. If if you're trying to tell a story now as a predominantly painter, yeah. If you're trying to tell a story and like like write a story and make either a movie out of it or a play out of it, sometimes it's good not to get too much like expert advice oh no for sure because that expert advice is like a legacy way of doing yeah. something and they'll keep pushing you into the direction of like this is what a, a single camera yeah. sitcom looks like or whatever yeah. as opposed to you bringing like your new idea not knowing anything about yeah. uh cinema or plays or how to put on a production like that you might come up with something like completely different and like yeah, that's that's cool. Like that's yeah. where like unique shit comes from that we don't get anymore. No, no, you know no. what I mean? Like, like remember from when we were kids, you see movies like Beetlejuice or something. Oh my like, gosh, they would never make a movie like that anymore. All they make now is like uh, superhero movies, yeah. Spider Man, and like how many of that kind of movie can you see? But it sells. But like unique stuff isn't coming out anymore because like it's such a formula now. So yeah, that was or gonna be my pushback unique, on that. We don't see it. Like it's somehow. Yeah, yeah. You have to like go to a festival or be a part of yeah. some type of yeah. guild somewhere, and you're like, oh, I never saw that. I think yeah, the closest some... thing is that uh, everywhere, um, everything all around movie that they just put out. What is? Oh, I, everywhere all at once. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. That, that was really good. That was that was unexpected. That, that was the first time yeah. I actually went to a movie and was like, "What is going on?" Mm-hmm. Wait, don't ruin that for me because I've heard that title before, and somebody told me oh. that it was awesome, and I haven't seen it. I don't really oh, watch something yeah, anymore. Yeah. yeah, if you're if you're looking for something to be you know the, to be different than the stuff you've mm-hmm. been looking at, oh yeah, that movie, everything, everywhere, all at once, yep. definitely see yep. it. Damn, all right, I gotta see that. Go yeah, in it's and fantastic. Like, oh, it's a karate movie because the the the. the the trailer makes it seem as like if it's a it's a karate movie or something, and the, mm-hmm. and the woman who who does it, I cannot remember her name, um, but she is Michelle Yeoh, Michelle yes. Michelle oh Ho- Michelle Yeoh, yeah. So oh, I gotta see this. Yeah, she is, is fantastic. The whole cast is fantastic, but she mm-hmm. is you know if you've seen a bunch of her, she other is, she's movies, always she phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, always yeah. phenomenal. I gotta yeah. see this. I gotta watch this. Yeah, we loved it, and actually won a lot of awards that yeah. this last season as well. Yeah, it, it yeah. deserved it because it was un- yeah, it oh, deserved it, was, it. It was so unexpected. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. so Go fresh and just yeah, definitely unexpected. Yeah, we all enjoyed it as well. Oh, okay, I'm watching that this weekend. Yes. <laughs> what do you think of podcasts like this, where we're talking to other artists to learn and just see how artists navigate their career and what they go through? Uh, and give that to the world. We're just getting this knowledge out there and a free way of supporting this and helping us grow so that more people can learn is liking the podcast, rating the podcast on iTunes, sharing it, comment below. We want to hear what you think. We want to hear who you want on and what you want to hear about. So Again, it's a free way to support what we're doing and help us grow so that we can all learn and grow as artists and grow a community. And now back to the show. I feel like there's so much more new work coming out about different levels of existence and metaphysics. And it's really exciting, like how people are becoming maybe more knowledgeable. I don't know if it's more knowledgeable or more comfortable talking about it, whereas before it was just such a weird concept. 
And I feel like now people are more uh, delving deep into that idea of parallel universes. You know, there's AI, there's, you know, different ways of recording things. There's so many mm-hmm. things, elements that we're now being like, well, is that real or is that fake? Yeah. Like a lot of stuff I see online, I don't even know if it's real anymore a lot of times. Same. Mm-hmm. And CGI mm-hmm. has gotten so good that you could do anything. Um, it's crazy. So I think, you know, going into the realm of well, what is possible versus what isn't possible is just going to be something super interesting. And I don't even know, you know, because seeing old movies that are, used to talk about the future and look at the time when they thought the future was going to be changed. Mm-hmm. You see, like, the fifth element, and it's like 2021. You're yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> flying city. <laughs> yeah, when, where are the flying cars? How come we don't have flying cars yet? We do, and they don't look like any they... of the flying cars in those movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, okay, since you're going this way, I want to know what you think about AI. You know... <sighs> I think that it's um, – I'm hoping that they get to a point where they start regulating it only because uh, there are people who are trolls and that love destruction. And yeah. in the wrong hands, it's awful. But in the right hands, it's so funny. It's. It, <laughs> I love that you went to funny. I love that you didn't go to, you didn't go to useful. You no, didn't go to helpful. You went to funny. So I love that. Keep funny. going. You, All right, you, talk to me more about this. There's a whole series on YouTube of Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and, o- and Barack Obama playing video games, and I laugh at it every <laughs> single time. You know, you're not supposed to make the the, the presidents oh my curse God. at each other and say the wildest <laughs> stuff, but they do, and it's so funny. Like that, like AI was meant for for meme culture in a way that's yeah, yeah. productive. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's also yeah. useful, and you know all these other different. Yeah, but that's the point. Yeah, I don't care about that. (laughs) Write your papers. Anyway, it's so funny that that's where you went to because that's the first thing I think of now. Like on Instagram, I see these like I see like Joe Biden saying something, and I'm like, is that fake or is that really him? And half the time it's him, and it's still funny, (laughs) and half the time it's like some made up thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, you can't. you can't trust anything no. anymore. Like, I don't know what's real. I don't know, like, is this a real quote? No. Is this his voice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you can't tell what's going on. It's oh. scary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it's definitely terrifying in a way that it, you you don't want this to go into the wrong hands at all. Or, like, some of the mm-hmm. people who put, you know, different faces on different bodies, which they've been doing a long mm-hmm. time with Photoshop. But, like, now it's weird. Yeah, but now it's talk. getting too good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's super weird. But, um... I think that once, you know, there's regulations on it and, and, and protecting a lot of the people that, you know, could potentially be harmed by mm-hmm. AI and then, you know, the mm-hmm. aspects of AI that don't assist people in learning or creating, you know, healthy environments in learning, then, you know, AI could be useful. But like the people who made this AI, they had a whole different idea of what it was going to look like. And now they're coming out and you're know, like, uh, I'm terrified of what the product I made is going to do. Yeah, this a lot of people are saying that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, like, it is. Yeah. You knew you it, knew is, it was going to happen. Movies it, have been yeah, telling course. us that AI was going to be dangerous from the very beginning. And we're like, I ah. mean, it, that's actually the part that scares me the most. The people who built this product, who would make money from it, yeah. are saying, hey, we should pull back a little bit and regulate this stuff. Like, that's scary to me. And the scariest part is it's advancing so quickly that I don't think legislation can keep up with how quickly AI is advancing. That's no, no, it's going to have to be super broad and, and general. Yeah. There'll probably be people yeah. who come through and, you know, poke their way through the, the holes. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah. I, I I also don't think that the the general public, and not saying like they're not smart enough, but I don't think they're uh, computer and I don't know what would be the word for like, like tech savvy, tech savvy yeah, enough, tech savvy yeah, enough yeah. to yeah. be able to pull off half of the stuff. Um, that's happening. So it's going to be like, you know, I don't know, uh, man. Uh, it's going to be, you know, millions of people, but there's, you know, way more than just a couple million people in the United States. So I think most people aren't going to be able to do, you know, what they want with it. Sinister. Yeah. But I don't think you need yeah. a lot of people to do that because True. the scary thing is like, I mean, it's such an old cliche, but the pen is more powerful than the sword. Like, mm. I think I think we've seen this with social media that you could have some misinformation or certain things that are being put out there that like activate certain groups. Yeah. And now with AI, you can mm. do it way quicker, way better, way more realistic. So once you put that stuff out into the world, you who knows what's real? And especially with the idea of like elections coming up and yeah. election marketing. Uh, being more driven by AI and like target marketing to activate certain groups of people yeah. to like polarize them, like that shit scares the hell out of me. I go dark with this. I used to be a software engineer, so like I, mm. I like looked into some of the stuff. It's it's scary. Yeah, it's yeah. scary how quickly it's evolving and like how smart this stuff is. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Well, I, I well the problem is, or the, the way I think about it is, a lot of the stuff that is scary about it has already been out there. Like uh, yeah. You know the the photoshops or the or the mm -hmm. the algorithms and you know these other parts of coding that essentially is you know what AI is doing just faster. Yeah. Um. So you know, I, I if I'm going from what's happening now, like that's so funny. Like this is what AI, <laughs> the Pope with with Dior and Gucci is just hilarious. Yep. Right? Yep. See, this is what I hope that most of AI is accomplishing. Is I mean, you hope. Yeah. But well, I think yeah, that's no, how they get you. Every, everybody. Yeah. Everybody's laughing, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, uh, we're all extinct, and the robots take oh, over. Oh my goodness. That'll yeah. be a time. So what it, start working about what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm already trying to build a bunker. Yeah, but... What do you? <laughs> it's hard to build a bunker Yo! in New York City. I'll tell you that much. I mean, <laughs> you might... bunker space in New York City. It's hard to come by. Right, oh, hard. <laughs> Unless you want to share it with a horde of rats. I don't know what you. <laughs> that was my old studio. Oh. Yeah, you should you should have come by my old studio. <laughs> Actually, B more. I did a I did a collaborate. You know B more, yeah, right? You did a you guys did a group show together. Uh, I did a collaboration with him in my old studio, and it was the basement of this old Polish lady's apartment building. Of course, that she rented to me for like two hundred bucks. But it looked. I mean, it was an underground bunker. It was an unfinished basement of a New York City apartment building. Yeah. So I was thinking about building a bunker there. Oh my goodness, we'll that'd be so fun. Um, but what do you think about? Okay, so what do you think about AI in terms of art, though? Like, does that? Like, what's your relationship with that? Do you see it as a new medium? Are you scared of it? Because I'll tell you, the first thing that scares me is with music. Mm. It's I think with visual art, it's gonna be it's a different it's a different thing. But with music, yeah. I don't know if you heard like there's an AI. No, yeah, song. heard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's awesome. It sounds like him. It sounds, but it's not him making the music. So like, yeah. What is what 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 happens to music when anybody can use anybody's voice? They could put it to any song. The songs that they write are actually really good. I mean, it's AI generated cores and then a melody on top of it. And then you put anybody's voice on it. Like you could just pump out music. That's not the artist's music, but you're getting, you're getting it out there and you're getting visibility because you're using Drake's voice or because you're using, 
you know, like, yeah. What do you think about this? Um, in my head, I think about it in the same way that people always used to say, like, painting is going to die. Um, that because of the, the camera and because of all these different things that painting is going to die. Uh, and it never did or it never has, or, you know, maybe it dies down for mm-hmm. a second, but it's always, you know, it never dies. It's always just maybe silence in this way. I think that AI in AI music essentially is going to be a whole another category that you can potentially create or listen to kind of like electric music and you know different genres of different music but i don't imagine it Mm -hmm. taking anything over only because again there's a lot of work you got to do for it to actually be good and then i think that the the alternative is you know other examples like michaela the the cyber model Mm-hmm. Um and like her relationship, like people were mad because Michaela came out and then would like do advertisements and like take up modeling gigs and do all this other stuff. And the people who made Michaela end up uh having different types of models, but essentially like, you know, they take their own thing, they're doing their own thing, but there's still models out there. There's still yeah, gonna be yeah. there's still gonna be all these different avenues that uh that can happen. Um, in the same way that I think that, you know, a lot of digital artists are uh, terrified of AI because a lot of the stuff that they can make or the things that they can do uh, can be translated to AI if somebody types in their name and a version yeah. of a thing that they want to be making. Mm-hmm. However, I think that the the soul of a lot of stuff is gone because AI can't capture, you know, a big chunk of things. And so yeah. I think it will be the same way a camera is now. Where, you know, there's potentially going to be a lot of um, things that happen, but as you build with it, then it becomes its own new kind of way of creating. And, like and, medium. Yeah, exactly. Like, because yeah, photographers yeah. use uh, photo editing software completely differently than if maybe, you know, somebody who first had their first, you know, digital camera would do with it now. Um <clears throat> So I, I see a lot of people talking about it being used as a tool, and I hope that it is essentially being used as a tool. I know that there is going to be pushback on a lot of it because it's going to take, you know, if you, uh, some people's opportunities away in certain ways. But I think that that then hopefully can push people to make even better stuff um, because some of the AI songs I've heard are awful. Like it's just, well, yeah. <laughs> it's just ter- yeah. yeah, there's some terrible ones. Um, so, you know, maybe there's something that, you know, you build off of AI and, you know, that's a whole nother genre of music, uh, that could be really interesting because you have this now technology input into a thing that you already wasn't maybe technology heavy in one way or another. Like if you used a live band and now the live band has, you know, AI in terms of, you know, different ways, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm... I'm hopefully trying to be as optimistic as possible with this only because I know that there's so many versions of things that have negative that have people have considered like the end all be all of something yeah. and then being like 
actually it really didn't end anything people kind of let it just do its own thing in a corner and then like that's what it is but like we're gonna do something completely different and so i'm hoping that's exactly what's gonna happen here is that you know in the same way that nft seemed as if they were gonna like take over the market when they first hit the hit the shelves mm-hmm. and then now mm-hmm. if you say nft people are like huh we still do they still doing a lot of those it's like yeah there's still <laughs> nfts happening but like they're doing their own thing in the corner and they're kind of like and they have their <clears> own <throat> section and like they have their own community and building mm. off of that community and creating you know harmony in the way that they're you know putting mm-hmm. that together like i'm hoping that's the exact same thing that's gonna happen here is that you know once ai hits in whatever way it wants to go that it builds its own community and you know if you want to be a part of that community you can jump in or yeah. if you don't then you just kind of you know that's the stuff i'm actually looking at yeah i don't know i go back and forth between like being optimistic and and being negative and thinking <laughs> that's the end of the world because yeah I, I mean i agree i think it does open up the possibility for it is a tool yeah. and it just it will I think certain art forms it will push. So like music maybe it will push musicians and like push music in a certain direction. Yeah. Uh, a part of me thinks that it kind of cheapens music. It's similar to oh, photography. Yeah. I think digital yeah. like photography's awesome and I think people who do photography on film yeah. that is such an art because like you have to you can't take a thousand shots of something. You no. have to like plan it out and that's yeah. a whole art form. And then digital kind of cheapens photography for me a little bit uh but it then on the other side of that it has pushed people to use photoshop more and like create these images that like never would have existed before so maybe you're right maybe it will just push things in a certain direction it doesn't worry me around paintings because i think there's still physical paintings that you can't you just can't replace that you know like to see a picture online or on instagram of one of your paintings or jana's paintings or any of our work that's one thing to be sold as an NFT or digital work, but yeah. like to hang that on your wall yeah. and like Live see a it, yeah. brush stroke that you've made and like you go up close to it and you see the stroke or like, I remember when I was a kid, I went to the Met for the first time mm. and it was the first time I saw like a painting in real life and I went up to it and I saw a fingerprint mm-hmm. in the paint and I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Some some probably guy uh, <laughs> paint, painted this thing of like whatever it was boring it was like a horse with some white guy on it like all the other paintings in the met that just bore the shit out of me but like the idea that this 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 person's fingerprint i could see it in the paint and this thing is probably a thousand years old Yo. like that's so cool you can't replace that no. and that uh, that's still a thing today like you buy an nft and it's it's one community but to hang a painting on your wall and see your fingerprint in it or like you know, whatever, where you cut yourself and there's a little piece of blood on the edge of the canvas. Like, you can't replace that with, a, mm. with an NFT or with digital work. So mm. that yeah. is less scary to me. Music is a little bit more scary to me because, like, people are just pumping out music now, you know? Yeah. 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 And I think there's somebody who's, like, trying to – maybe it was Timberland. I think trying to, like, get AI voice of Michael Jackson or somebody else – and like be able to use it, and I was like, "Don't do that!" Like, <laughs> oh like, yeah, that's the way. Yeah. Like, if anything, the the weirdest part is like using the vocals of somebody who has passed away, or yeah, yeah, or you know, dead. I actually, that would just be... I actually just saw something on on Instagram that I showed Lily, my uh, my fiance. It was Frank Sinatra's voice, but he was singing a Little John song. So he's like, he's like, so the sweat drops down my balls, but it's in Frank Sinatra's voice in his style. I was like, this, this can't be right. Like, we can't be doing this. Yeah, I mean every joke. 
<laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was hilarious. He's like, but... He's a big band in the back. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Terrible. hilarious. I don't want to. Okay, I. I mean, I don't. I don't even know this person's name, but I'm. I'm curious what you guys think of this. I was in Milan and I stopped by a gallery that I know, and I was like talking to the guys, and uh, a show that they currently had was this guy. It was like uh, pictures taken off Instagram. It was like selfies of girls, and they're like, you know, and they have they're like doing the fishy face or whatever, and they have like. Uh, like Instagram filters over it or Snapchat filters over it or something. And they were like photorealistic paintings. And I was like, I was like, he was telling me about the work and he was like, yeah, it's this artist who they take pictures off of Snapchat with filters. They send the images to a factory in China. They have people in China paint them and then it's, and then they send it back and that's his show. So he didn't paint it. He didn't come up with the image. It, it was this conce- conceptual thing because it was like it was like a, a take on how things are being outsourced and all this stuff. So stuff like that. I just like conceptually, actually, now that I'm saying it, it, it sounds kind of cool. But at the time when he was telling me, I was just like, wait, this guy didn't even paint the thing. It's just photos taken off Snapchat. Like, I don't get it, you know, because I, I look for emotion in pieces. I want to know, like. The individual story, like when you talk about your use of water and why that's important to you and the story behind it, and I know you're doing it, and I know your story, and I know you as a person, like that's what I love out of out of art. I don't want to get a picture off Snapchat and email it to China, and then they send it back to me from a factory. Like I, I don't – I. Just think, don't think I get that. Although it's kind of awesome, I love it. Is that no, no, no? When you said it, I was that's like, what conceptual I, art does. It is. It is. It is. It's, ex- oh, it's man, the right. nature of this beast of conceptual art. Yeah. You you never know if you love it or hate it. No, no. It always plays its periphery. Like I don't know what I am really, yeah. Yeah, but it's a commentary on our current culture yeah, in a way. That's true. Yeah. There is yeah. something kind of cool about that. Can you do that with no name behind you? Or do you have to have a name and then do something like that? What do you think? You have to have a name. Yeah. Even if you aren't known, you still have to have a name. Like if if Bansky did all the artwork that he did, um, you know, and no face, nobody cares about the face. Like it's just the name. Yeah. Um, so, you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is on that part. I think that the name is what solidifies it as a thing. Yeah. Because yeah. if, if you try to go around, even if you – try to do it without a name somebody's gonna give it a name yeah yeah um which yeah. is which is crazy but no nah, people but, need to hold on to something this idea yeah. or a story of something that they can build a context around whatever the work is yeah 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 all right there's something kind of cool about it you guys changed my mind i love it now <laughs> <laughs> i think it works out i think it's a, again it's one of those categories it's off to the side that does its own mm-hmm. thing and if you want to jump in you can but if you don't want to you don't have to because like what mm-hmm. i really liked about your work and what we talked about in my studio for like hours is kind of how you were you were like i just started painting i like picked it up i was and i just went at it i didn't you know take any classes or i didn't do anything about it i just was like i really like doing this and people were like we like you doing that so yeah, we're gonna cool. pay you to keep doing that and i was like mm-hmm. that's fantastic yeah. um but no no, no. conceptual is so it's a whole nother thing but it, it gives me good at uh, 
good ideas for painting. That I, then yeah, I'm like, that, that all agree yeah, with. I'm like, Same. Oh, yeah, I'd yeah. use that a lot yeah, for yeah, that. conceptual ideas. Yeah. But I guess maybe that's why I don't connect with it as much because I connect with story and emotion. So like, I mm -hmm. think that's why I like your stuff so much because like, yeah, I did just start painting and I didn't have a meaning to it. It was just like pure emotion that I wanted to get out. And then yes. further into my career, I started thinking like, I do have something to say and I do have a story no, to tell. Sure. And how can I get more explicit with that? And how do I get this message out? And that's what I'm working on now, like how to be more explicit with certain messaging. And that's something that you talked about with your work, like with the yes. water and like that being more prevalent and like really getting your story and then going even further where you're actually trying to create a story through either a movie or a play, whatever production you're going to end up, whatever form that's going to end up taking. Like that's the next level, like telling an explicit story, you know, which yeah, that's well, the part about art that I love. Well, yeah. Well, I think we, even with you, when you just started working, I think you already had a story. I think it was just knowing what the words are to describe yeah, yeah. what you were making was like the hard yeah. part. Because I feel like everybody, even as a kid, can you know, will make art and it's like I'm doing this, and nobody's mm -hmm. like fully lucid and just you know moving their art. I always think that there's something that maybe they feel that they don't have words for. Yeah. And I'm in, I'm like now in, uh, I just got into therapy because there was a whole bunch of stuff that I would like do. And I had no words for that. Mm -hmm. I was like, what's some words that yeah. means what I'm doing here. Uh, and so like, you know, learning the words makes it so much easier for us to do that. But I think that there's always, you know, something at the very, very beginning yeah. Um, that if you put your, mm -hmm. your, your hand into making something, that there's something that's telling you to do it that way. Yeah. I mean, that's actually the thing that I learned the most from talking to people like you and Shauna, mm. people who went to art school, people who didn't like the importance of story. So like, yeah. like I was saying in the beginning, I was just making work. A lot of people just make work and it's either intuitive or emotional. But I think the importance of getting the story out there and for people mm -hmm. to know the story is important because yeah. that's what that's what people connect to, you know? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we end this. Every, I, know, I was the, like, I was the, like, <laughs> Like, silence. Like, yeah. Nice ending, yeah. The end of the end of every podcast is an awkward <laughs> silence, and then we just go, "All right, bye." <laughs> Yo, I hate small talk for the bye. I can't do it. Like, I, so I'll be, I'll be talking to somebody at a, at a gallery over there, just be like, "All right, all right, cool." <laughs> just trying to get out. Terrible. Yeah. Is that? Is that I know. I hate there? small talk. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, thank you for coming on. We gotta do this again. Yeah, you're thank you're the you man. so much. Thank y'all. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Alright, before we go, I just want to tell you a little something. I never subscribe or like or share podcast stuff from any other podcast until there was a podcast I was getting value from. Um, yeah, I was just learning a lot from it and I was like, you know what? I can't give any money right now, so I'm going to like it and subscribe. And I rated the podcast and I'll tell you what, I wrote them a really nice review. And first of all, I felt really good about myself because that stuff actually does help. You don't realize how much that helps like grow this thing to be a part of a podcast you love and yeah, basically to help help them grow if they're doing something you love they're putting time into it uh it really helped them and obviously now i know how much that does help because 
we are trying to do something that provides you with some knowledge or some insight. Um, so yeah, I felt really good about that. And then they actually wrote me back, which felt really cool that like these people that I'm listening to that I'm getting entertainment from and knowledge from just wrote me a nice message. And they were like, oh, that's awesome that you did that. So that felt really cool. Um, and if you do have $3 a month, we do have a Patreon page. Uh, the link is below. We're going to be putting up bonus material. So also let us know what kind of bonus material you'd like because we want to give you as much as possible. We love doing this. We love talking to people and building a community. I think it's really important to have that in this industry. That's like such a solitary industry in some ways. So let us know what you want. Let us know who you want to hear from. Let us know if you want to be on the podcast and we will see you soon. Bye.